0: on this episode of Why Watch That.
1: Now, how in the world is this possible? We all saw the original movie. How could Akeem have had a son while he was in Queens, looking Ooh. after Lisa? how this happen? There is a rival country and general who's coming after Zamunda, and he lives <laughs> in next Doria, okay? <laughs> this is ridiculous. In 1988, when we saw this in the movie theater, and at the end, and you see all the people that Eddie Murphy and arsenio hall are playing, yeah, no one knew. We didn't know this at the time. No, you were no. like, what I mean, they play? Only these-
0: Watson. We yeah. knew, well, but yes. the
1: Jewish guy. Yes. Keep, uh, going. Keep uh, going. Yeah. Wait a minute. There will be Watts. I yes. mean, the world's going, Michelle Yo, and then they have like Grog hey, in the movie, me. okay. How do they get these people? Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic, and referee who go head
0: to head on a quest to discover the best movies, and
1: TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic,
0: while well, nothing gets past the ref.
1: We do all the work,
0: so you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch That. that.
1: It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So, if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to EntrepreneurMealPlan.com.
0: A why watch that sneak peek? We got a chance to to do a oh, whoa! Hey, oh! I'm so excited to talk to you, critic, that I can't talk <laughs> because we got a chance to see a sneak peek of two movies, both coming to major streaming services. But if you already subscribe to that service, you may get some premium uh, comedy and action. Uh, and maybe you won't. I don't know. We're gonna talk about it first. We're talking about coming to America, and this is the sequel to the famous and probably I don't know, critic. Would you say that coming to America for our generation is one is among the top three comedies, like of all of our generation?
1: Uh, it's my second favorite comedy of all time.
0: And you know, time. Have,
1: of all time. And you know I don't rank. Like, it's very... But for some reason, I do have favorite comedies and I have a favorite musical, but I don't have favorite anything else.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I will have to echo you that it is among the top for me. Like, it's one of those things where you could just, if it's on, <laughs> you watch it. Like, yes. that, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to pop in coming to America. Well, they have, uh, 30 plus years later like you're not, you don't know this listeners. They've come out with coming to America. And this time around, we have Craig Brewer directing. So we don't have the original director coming back. Ooh, Mm -hmm. we have lots of hands in the pot when it comes to writing. Of course, the characters created by Eddie Murphy are back. Um, the story is by Barry uh, Blostein and David Sheffield, which they're familiar with this franchise uh, along with Justin Canoe, But the screenplay is written by Barry and David with the addition of Kenya Barris. Ooh. Ooh. So we've got some comedy chops there and the cast. I mean, dare I? Dare I with this (sighs) cast? You're going to get some very familiar people right back in their characters. Of course, there's Eddie Murphy playing everybody so you just have to kind of watch out for him he's playing some um, some return characters shall we say mm-hmm. and of course uh, uh, Prince I almost gave it away uh, Prince Akeem mm-hmm. uh, you know who's going to be joining him is Arsenio Hall playing lots of characters and some new ones you'll have to catch that yes. uh, his love interest uh, Sherry Headley is back at it along with James Earl Jones making an appearance. John Amos McDowell's (laughs) is back. (laughs) Vanessa Bell Calloway is coming at us, along with Paul Bates, Louis Anderson. Leslie Jones is now added to the cast, along with the added Tracy Morgan, along with the added Jermaine Fowler, along with the added Tayana Taylor. I'm going to stop right there, Mm -hmm. because right there, you already have enough to wet your whistle now keep your eyes peeled as the critic is telling you the plot which isn't a long it's not intricate plot when you're watching this just note everybody in the scene maybe somebody so you got to check that background because you might (laughs) find gladys knight popping in i'm not gonna say she is or isn't in this Mm. but everybody else is
1: yeah, but all of these musical numbers. Anyway, so we are now 30 years after the movie, something like that. And a king is about to become king. His father is just waiting to die. I mean, that's the whole joke. So, you know, James Earl Jones is there in bed, laid down, looking at him and going, hey, you know, I got a little secret to tell you. Now, before we get to this scene, we find out that Akeem and his wife, played by Sherry Headley, as the ref said, uh, Lisa, they have three daughters and their oldest daughter is played by Kiki Lane. So, okay. And, you know, the whole scene from the original, when you train, what happens with the daughters, that whole thing. So we're introduced to them. And then we have this scene with the King Joffrey Joffre. And he says to Akeem, you have a son. And in the room is Simi. Now, what does Simi have to do with this? Now, when this starts coming out, Simi tries to sneak out of the room. Doesn't work. And a new character pops up. I won't tell you who to verify this. Okay. So you'll see what that is like. Now, how world? Is this possible? We all saw the original movie. How could Akeem have had a son while he was in Queens looking after Lisa? how this happen? How? Can you trust it? That's the thing. Now, why is it important that he has a son? Because there is a rival country in general who's coming after Zamunda. And he lives in next Doria, okay? (laughs) This is ridiculous. And his name is General Easy, played by Wesley Snipes. So there is a connection between the General Easy and the original movie. I won't tell you what, but if you are listening, you may have heard the clue. So he's coming and going, you either going to do what I want you to do, marriage, a certain marriage, Or I might have to take over because you're weak and only a man can rule Zamunda. Hmm. So these daughters that Akeem has, they can't rule. Who can they marry? So, okay. So Akeem has this mysterious son who's 30, living in Queens. His mother is played by Leslie Jones. And this son, Lavelle, is played by Jermaine Fowler. Now we see them and his uncle is played by Tracy Morgan. And is in there. I don't know what her character is. She's just there. So we're introduced to them and Akeem has to go to Queens to, you know, get this son. How does this work? What is the son's reaction? What is the mama's reaction? Again, how did this happen? So everybody ends up in Zamunda because this son, Lavelle, has got to prove himself, and you'll see how, in order to... A seed, the throne, essentially. Is that going to happen? Now, remember, we got Joffrey, Jaffa, we got Akeem, and then we got him. So it ain't going to happen so soon. But he has to be prepared to do this. And he needs a queen eventually, right? How is that going to play out? So he comes over. He has the whole Zamundan experience. And he has to prove his worth as the son. And in the end, is he really the son? Can he prove himself? What about the daughters? What about Akeem and Lisa after this comes out? How's their relationship gonna pan out? What's going on with everybody? And what in the world is gonna happen when you have General Easy on the prowl? Ref? Yeah. I said that this is my second favorite comedy. This one is? (laughs) Well, let's find out. So the original Coming to America is uh, after My Cousin Vinny, which is number one for me. And they're close. So watching this, you come back into what feels comfortable. You see these same kind of characters. We didn't give away all the people who pop back up. Of course you get Mighty Shark. Okay, don't worry. They come up, how? So, okay, they're going through the whole nostalgic route. But if you have the nostalgic route, the question is, are you recalling old memories that you can't live up to? Or are you building on top of those memories? This is the former. I was wishing for the original. And what it did for me, Ref, was it clarified why the original worked. Mm. So there were really three things that I noted watching this about the original. First of all, the comedy of the original, a lot of it comes from elements of surprise, when uh, Paul Bates, when his character starts singing, Paul Bates' character, Jesus. yes, it's a surprise. That's the whole joke. When we have yeah. Frankie Faze on set, you better pay your, you know what, and then <laughs> that moment happens. It's a surprise. So, the comedy is a shock. Well, I remember, Ref, in 1988 when we saw this in the movie theater, and at the end, and you see all the people that Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are playing. Yeah. No one knew. We didn't know this at the time. No. You were yeah. like, I what?
0: Mean, they play we all these? Watson, we yeah. knew, well, but yes. the
1: Jewish guy? Yes. what Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, some of them you knew, but not all of them. Like, they played all of these characters? I remember in the theater, people laughing, finding out who yes. they were playing. It's surprise.
0: And remember, this is before Nutty Professor. People weren't dressing. People were
1: not doing this. It, it- was the first we'd ever seen it. The first. Yeah. It was ground. I-, I will never forget it. But just uh, involuntarily laughing, figuring out, oh, that was them the whole time? <sighs> so that's missing here. There is no surprise. There is no surprise. Another thing is when Akeem goes from Zamunda to Queens, the first big joke is they look at a map and go, where are we gonna find Queens? They go to Queens of all places. There's an earnestness to it where they are going, they are naive and earnest. They're going into the most jaded place on the planet, one of them. That's the joke. It's a clash between just really being earnest and people like, are you an idiot? Okay. Mm you Do you not think that is too much? Nah. See, those are the jokes. We get it. They don't. And that's what is endearing about them. That they're really nice, naive, earnest guys who are in this situation. They don't know what they're in, but the audience knows that's missing. It's only earnest in the dramatic moments. They missed it in the comedy. Now, the other thing, they come over from Zamunda undercover. They're trying to hide that they're royalty. So that also adds an obstacle. It's something we know that the flip side, the people in Queens don't know. See, if you really start breaking down that movie writing-wise, there's a lot of brilliance in there. And I don't know that in this this sequel, they knew what made that movie work. Because all of this is missing. Now, what I will say is that Leslie Jones does her job. I will give it to her. Not a lot to work with. She's trying. And really, no one fails in the acting department. Kiki yep. Lane is swinging the stick. You get all of that. That's fine. We get all of the same old characters. The mighty sharp scenes. Some of it worked. Some of it didn't. It's kind of like, mm, you know, all right, whatever. Um, but I do have to say at Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes in Dolabite is my day, okay, made a name for himself. Now, not that he needed to, because he already had a great body of work, but this man is hilarious. And he manages to be hilarious in things that aren't so funny. He will find his own comedy. He'll be like, I don't know what y'all doing, but I'm going to be funny. He's strutting and walking. and (laughs) But the problem is, as the movie kept going, they lost writing for him. I thought that the story could have revolved more around his storyline. And I think that they should have just focused on what was in the original.
0: Just a trivia for you. Originally, Eddie Murphy was going to play easy and Wesley Snipes and him did Dolomite. And Eddie fell in love, like they had worked together really before. And Eddie completely, you know, was like, oh my gosh, you've got to play this role. So they, what we saw was given even more to Wesley Snipe, it's a testament to um, that. But he said that in an interview recently and I thought that was quite fascinating and quite complimentary to to Wesley.
1: Yes, and you know, Eddie knows funny, we know this. I mean, he, you know, Tracy Morgan early on, he wanted Tracy Morgan to play the son. To be his son. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he understands that it's not a casting issue. It's a writing issue. That is the issue here. And Wesley Snipes though, I really, I just, he can be in every comedy and I would be happy with that. And I will say again, it it is on Prime. So I will cut it some slack. If you're just in a nostalgic mood, you have Prime. Of course you can watch it. Just know it is not the original. It doesn't come close. It will though, recall the original sometimes literally. You'll see how when you watch it, and you'll be longing for it, but not in a nasty way. I wasn't watching it going, oh, this is trash. I was watching it going, oh, y'all really missed the mark.
0: Mm. Well, I have to say that it was, um, on the flip side, it was kind of nice to see some of the actors that we don't... Like, Eddie Murphy has continued his career. Um, Arsenio Hall, not so much as far as acting goes. Yeah. So it was nice to see him back on screen and, you know, doing his thing, and him and Eddie have such great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great to see the original, uh, you know, love interest of of Eddie. I hadn't seen her Yeah, like, I mean, to be honest with you, I hadn't seen Sherry Headley in in anything, you know, for quite some time. And just to see her was really, really nice. And at the end of the day, before there was a Wakanda, actually, that's kind of not true because Wakanda did come first. But before we saw Wakanda through Black Panther, there was Zamunda and, um, you know, this idealized fictional African country. That um, we all kind of, for us, grew up just finding it to be a, a, a warm, safe place for us to laugh and, and to have a good time, and and I, I didn't mind um, the attempt mm-hmm. to to go back to Zamunda and to try to modernize it. Did it work? I, you know, that's I guess that's up for the audience to decide or not. But boy, oh boy, if there's a coming to America three. <laughs> who in the world is going to be in that one? This comes out this Friday. You can check it out on Amazon Prime. If you already have a subscription, you're good. Yeah. Um, And most likely you do because
1: you're doing shipping. <laughs> a, yes. So
0: check it out there.
1: Yeah. Now, on another streaming service, Hulu, same day, they're releasing a movie that has nothing to do with coming to America. It is called Boss Level. And the ref got a chance to see this. Uh, it is directed by Joe Carnahan, screenplay by Chris Borey, Eddie Borey, and Joe. Story by Chris and Eddie. Starring Frank Grillo, the rugged Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's true. Keep going. Keep uh, going. Yeah, wait a minute. Naomi Watts. I don't yes. know what in the world's going Michelle Yeoh. Yes. And then they have, like, Gronk in the movie. I mean, like, Gronk is in it? What is going on? It's shocking. (laughs) Okay. How did they get these people? I don't even know what I've just said. So, Ref, please tell us, rescue me from this, because after going through that cast list, my mind is shot. I'm sure
0: it is. Mine was, too. So, we have um, a classic, not-so-groundhog, Groundhog's Day, but the classic trapped in a time loop kind of movie. We have the character named Roy. He is uh, ex-military, ex-special forces kind of guy. He wakes up next to a beautiful woman that, you know, the night before, you know, things happen. But when he wakes up, he wakes up to a knife or some kind of machete just missing his head Mm. on his headboard. What? The girl leaps up, she runs out of the room, and Frank seems to be pretty calm about this as this man is in his house trying to kill him. Mm. I mean, we've got uh, all kinds of, of hitting and Frank is just seeming to miss it just a little bit outside of his window as the man is trying to kill him is a helicopter hovering over, shooting up his apartment, what? Frank then dodges the bullets? I'm sorry, not Frank, I keep calling him Frank, it's Roy. Roy keeps dodging the bullets and somehow he gets into a fast car and tries to get out of the line of fire only to find that there are a group of highly trained assassins trying to kill him.
1: Mm. Why? In a time loop.
0: In a time loop. And as he makes it outside of the border of these assassins, he's met with some normalcy long enough to tell us, the audience, because he's voicing over, this is the longest that I'm ever going to live. And Boom. Oh. He's murdered by an assassin. Mm. He wakes up next to a beautiful woman Wait. and a machete. Co- and, it, and it's, you know, there it is. As he's doing this voiceover, he tells us that he doesn't know why these people are killing him. And it's been over 150 times mm. that this has happened. And he's learned to like a video game he's learned to try different options he knows what works he's been killed in quotes by every assassin in almost every kind of way but he can't quite get over the hump of getting past a certain time stamp 12 something or whatever the time is he can't quite get past that before he's eventually murdered Now, what we find out about Roy is that he has a family or had a family. Mm. He had an ex-wife played by Naomi Watts, Gemma, and they have a son. Gemma is a scientist for a governmental agency that's doing some shady stuff. And who leads that governmental agency is Colonel Clive Venter, who is played by Mel Gibson. What exactly was Gemma doing for the Colonel? Mm. Because whatever it was, she seems to have gotten Roy mixed up in this. And word on the street is the Colonel may not be the one you should trust. Mm -hmm. Now, along that Happening, somehow Roy gets a breakthrough that I'm not going to tell you how. That he makes it to a certain place in his usual, you know, day. Mm-hmm. That there is a shed of light as to why he is caught in this time loop. Mm. And as he's get- given this information, the question then becomes how. Does that information get him to the next level Mm -hmm. to where he can either one, go to another space so that he doesn't have to keep waking up like this or to stop the loop altogether. But The key is going to somehow be through his wife, who is or isn't alive. We'll see through his wife and the colonel. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. So there you have it. I can't give away anything else because it goes in directions you will not believe. You won't believe it. That was good. Huh. <laughs> now, this is, as we said, Frank Grillo. And Frank Grillo started his career as a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And so, John Carnahan, Joe Carnahan, who is an actor as well, you've seen him in stuff. They all, along with the writers, said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get somebody to pay us to blow stuff up, <laughs> shoot people, play with swords, kill people in ways that you will never imagine that's ha ha funny, maybe not so. We're going to make the worst script possible as far as writing. And, I'm, and they're in on the joke. They're in on it. And we're going to get some... And we're going to hire the biggest names action stars possible within our budget and we're going to get Hulu to pay for this <laughs> that's what happened with boss level because what you have here is you have someone who is well-versed i mean if you don't know who frank grillo is think about winter soldier and think about you know he's the one that got the building dropped on him <laughs> we'll just say that <laughs> and uh he he definitely is no stranger to stunts and he did a lot of stunt work And the looping that we go through is funny at times because the way he dies, he's voice, he's doing the voiceover as he's dying. He's like, oh, I'm going to get my head chopped off. Here we go. You know, oh, this sword's going to go right into my butt, you know, or something Mm -hmm. ridiculous like that. So it is trying to be a cross between a comedy and action and suspense. But the question is, does it all work? Mm -hmm. and the answer is for hulu if you're just if there's nothing you got going on and you just want to just sit back and have no expectations then boss level is going to be for you now again there's a lot of action does it all make sense no there's um they, I don't know how he got these big-name stars. I mean, some of these folks are huge in the stunt entertainment industry. Some of them are legit award-winning actors. Mel Gibson, Naomi Watts. You know, M- Michelle Yeoh is a veteran yeah. of, of, of theatrical uh, action. So you have to roll with it. But at the end of the day, if you're not in the mood, you're just not in the mood, and that's okay. Because it's on Hulu yes. and you can always find something else to do. But if not, if you just want guy humor, and when I say guy, I mean non-PC
1: back in the sounds like Deadpool-ish almost.
0: It's 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 like if Deadpool met the one where they got all the action stars together, met the 80s, met teenage boy dreams like that is what boss level is and you will have to decide if you're ready for if you're if you're ready to level up level up level up to boss level which comes out this Friday on
1: Hulu wow so two movies available on March 5th this Friday on Prime Video is coming to America so if you're just in the mood for nostalgia and you don't care Well, then that's there for you. Or if you want Groundhog Day meets Deadpool and you don't really know what's going on, then Hulu has it for you on that same day. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit WhyWatchThat.com.
0: Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback,
1: and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week.
0: See you.